0: Goes by the pseudonym Bo nerdly It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
0: rush hour is on the air. Rush
1: Rush.
0: Now here's Bo nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> Attention Ditto Heads. The lane. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC
0: here in New York. The rush hour is on the air. Rush Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly.
2: Welcome to Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. It is Tuesday. If you would like to be part of our Tuesday Boston Early Rush Hour, all you have to do is pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. We will be speaking with the author and the journalist, Lee Smith, shortly today. And Lee has some has so many interesting stories. He is an amazing writer, has been covering the Mid East for an extensive amount of time. He has written for publications both the left and
1: some would consider the right. His books are just packed filled with information.
2: Or not just what is going on overseas, but what is happening in our country as well with the coup attempt against Donald Trump and other areas. We don't have time to spend with him as much as I'd like to. This would be a two-hour interview if I had my way, because he is a wealth of information and you are going to be, I am sure... I don't know, maybe surprised by a few things that he might say. So that's coming up. You heard Andrew Giuliani sitting in for for Mayor Rudy today. And, of course, Andrew's making excellent points, and forgive me if I reiterate some of them, but the news today out of Israel has been simply staggering to deal with. There are conflicting reports about the total death the casualty rate, early today there was a report that Israeli forces had killed 1,500 of the Hamas terrorists. I see that number in some stories. I see other numbers, but there is no denying that the intensity of this war has now stepped up and will continue, I believe, to step up in days to come.
1: The most troubling story, I think, for many today is from that area of the world. Is what Israeli defense forces found
2: when they went inside an Israeli kibbutz. The story is in many places. I first saw it on uh, Daily Mail and Fox, and then I went to one of the sources that they cited, and I just printed out a very small page of massive coverage because this will tell you all that you need to know. Israeli Defense Force soldiers reportedly made the grisly and heart-shattering discovery of at least 40 murdered babies, many with their heads cut off. In a southern Israeli kibbutz, the soldiers found the tiny bodies among burned-out houses, strewn furniture, torch cars, Hamas terrorists reportedly committed unspeakable atrocities at this kibbutz, the Kafar Azal kibbutz near the Gaza border. The voice of a reporter named Nicole Zedek from I-24 News broke as she recounted the horror the soldiers felt when they found the little ones. Talking to some of the reporters here, they say what they witnessed as they've been walking through these communities is bodies of babies with their heads cut off and families gunned down in their beds. We can see some of these soldiers coming out right now comforting each other.
1: She said her voice heavy with emotion. We in this society use the word Nazi. And it's thrown around these days. And it's thrown around in the political circles of our country. Republicans have been called Nazis by Democrats, by elected Democrats. In fact, One,
2: just two weeks ago, made reference to Republican Nazis.
1: And for those people that understand the horror that Nazi Germany inflicted on the world, it is a terrible misuse of the term. The Nazis did things like this. The Nazis did things on a scale much larger than what we see here. And it was horrifying and still horrifies the world all these years later. But James, but James,
2: the Democrats aren't the only ones who use the words last. The guy you used to worry for, he called people feminazis. He called people feminazis. Yeah, he did. And what was he talking about? He was talking about people that... When he used that term "feminazis," let's be real clear what that term was: people that were terminating babies in the womb. And if you look at the reports that came out of Planned Parenthood,
1: the photo, the the, the videos that came out, which people don't like to talk about, not only
2: were they committing this crime to babies in the womb, but they were also selling those body parts, and laughing. There was a video of one of them laughing about the harvesting of baby body parts. And so the term feminazi in that case was an apt description.
1: But in our political circles, it was used to slander people and to rile people up,
2: They were also, aside from the term Nazi, what Republicans have have had thrown at them over the years is that they wanted to push grandma over the cliff, take away their Medicaid, their Social Security. They wanted those social programs to quote-unquote die on the vine. That was what was said about Newt Gingrich
1: and Paul Ryan. It has been said... And I will always remember this, you know, John Lewis
2: is looked up to, and I met John Lewis when he was alive. I met him, I sat down at a table with him and had a conversation with him. And John Lewis was a civil rights hero, there's no doubt about it. In the 1960s, what he did was incredibly brave. But what the language that he used to use to attack Republicans was horrible and divisive. I remember one day, John Lewis, on the floor of the House, echoing that they're coming for you, they're coming for your children, they're doing this that and the other as republicans and trying to frame republicans up as some sort of force equivalent to Nazis. And it has been offensive, it was offensive then, it's offensive now because what the world is seeing right now is true behavior that echoes what the Nazis
1: did. What kind of being, are you, to go into a kibbutz, to go into a school, to go into a, a shelter where children are, and to behead living babies, and then burn the evidence or in some cases just leave it 40 babies and this is just one location 40
2: they said babies and young people i assume some were a little bit older with babies the the young babies they don't know what's happening to them when you start dealing with some of the older children they know that their life is in danger and they know that something bad is happening to them and to terrorize not just these children who you kill, but then to terrorize the world, because people of consciousness all over the world are terrorized by this.
1: And they have always been terrorized by the brutality of evil. And we have seen over the
2: centuries, over the course of mankind, that people use that to their advantage. They use it in the way that they execute their prisoners. You look at the crucifixions and you try to imagine the horror of a crucifixion. Look at the the the, the what what do the British call it when they used it, the draw and
1: quartering of people. It is ghastly. You look at the Nazi behavior in World War II. It is
2: ghastly. It terrifies people. And it terrifies people because it is so evil. And because human beings are empathetic creatures, we try to put ourselves in situations. And we imagine, oh my, what if that were me? What if that were my family? What if that were were my child? What if that is me?
1: And through mankind's history, the most savage and vicious Nations and people have been to some degree held up as the embodiment of evil, but there are different set of people around the world, a different level of consciousness who look at these people with some sort of perverted sense of awe that they are able to. Do what most of us would never dream of doing and
2: ruthlessly behave without a consciousness. And who are these people that look up to these people with thought, Well, sadly we see them some of them in the streets of New York City. We see some of them at Harvard University. We some of see some of them at Columbia University. We saw some of them in front of the, that great music hall in Sydney, Australia, waving the Palestinian flags, en masse chanting, Gas the
1: Jews! Gas the Jews! Gas the Jews! We see the evil. It is up to us,
2: And by us, I mean those of you who have long revered places like Harvard University as a center of learning, as a pinnacle of American education. We use the words Ivy League. It's time for us to stop honoring Harvard University and treating Harvard University as as it's somewhere special. Harvard University is not special. Harvard University, when it was founded centuries ago, was a Catholic school that
1: promoted godly ideas along with education. It promoted
2: that which was righteous in mankind, not that which was evil. Today, many of the professors at Harvard University are not interested in promoting anything godly, anything righteous, anything that points to the better aspects of humanity, but instead they celebrate the worst. And it is time for us as a society to stop treating Harvard as if they're special. It's time to stop treating Columbia University as if Columbia University is special and somewhere to attend. If I had a child right now of college age, I would advise them not to apply to Harvard University, not to apply to a Columbia University. It is time to put these
1: universities into a category of shame. They are not worth attending if this is what you get. You get it from some of the professors, you get it from the students. Many of the professors and many of the students. This is the same thing that we're getting from members of certain members of Congress in the squad. And
2: there are calls for the squad, these people that are out defending this in the squad, oh, they should be terminated from Congress. I don't agree with that. They should be right there in Congress. They should be right there every single day spewing their hatred and making a defense for what these atrocities are so that they can be held up As an example
1: of exactly what's wrong with liberal politicians and liberal politics. What we are seeing in Israel is beyond comprehension
2: for anyone that truly has a conscience. It is beyond comprehension. It is beyond comprehension
1: that people, that human beings, would go into a school and behead babies.
2: But as long as you don't see them in the womb and you don't see what's being done to them, we don't think about it in the same terms. Such a beautiful song at the end of such an ugly monologue. But on today, 1970, this song reached the number 2 The Carpenters on WABC we're coming back in a moment
0: on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, bow Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: 1955, birthday of David Lee Roth. Vocalist, songwriter with Van Halen. 1984. U.S. number one. Hot single. I get up jump.
0: And nothing gets me down. You got tough.
2: I around. So and I know. I'll tell you what we're going to do. There are some news stories that I want to cover. I'm going to run through a few headlines briefly, folks. Uh, If you don't know what I was referring to when I was talking about Harvard University, over 30 different student organizations at Harvard issued a joint statement blaming Israel, saying that Israel is entirely responsible for all of the unfolding
1: violence over there. That's Harvard. This is supposed to be the pinnacle of American learning. Okay, next story quickly.
2: The number of illegal aliens who entered the United States under Joe Biden exceeds the population of 22 American states, 22 different states. The number of illegal aliens who have entered the interior of the United States under the Biden administration is now greater than the population of at least 22 states and the District of Columbia. House Judiciary Committee revealed that 3.8 million illegal immigrants either have been released into the interior or successfully evaded border control to enter since Joe Biden became president. And that number is less than half of what it really is. If you check out Todd Benzman, Center for Immigration Studies, what they've been warning us is that this number is probably likely over 7 million. I don't know whether you remember this guy Former CIA director, NSA director Michael Hayden. He's called Tommy Tuberville, the senator of Alabama, an idiot and a racist. By the way, I've had my issues with some of the things that Tommy Tuberville has said. I think they would, I think Tuberville has on occasion said some things that are, some things that are disagreeable.
1: But in a post on social media, The Post was asked a question, should Tommy Tuberville be removed from his committee?
2: Former head of the CIA said, answered this in the question, how about the human race?
1: In other words, why not kill him? Now, this is the kind of language that these people claim comes from
2: extremists. And remember, keeping in the back of your mind, that Newsweek story that I've been talking about that the Department of Justice, FBI, is now investigating, looking at MAGA supporters
1: and branding them as domestic terrorists. And listen to what's coming out of the mouth of Michael Hayden. If you've been following the FTX trial, Sam
2: Bankman-Fried's ex-girlfriend, Carolyn Ellison, blamed him. She's on the stand now. Alameda Research, too difficult to get into the ins and outs of this story. Let me just say this. Billions of dollars flowed through this company. A lot of it went to the political machinery in this country. But that aspect of it is not reaching trial. How much money Democrats in this
1: country scored from this collapsed, bankrupt company? For well, you ditto heads out there. News from Rio Lindo. There is a video. It is shocking. A mob of fifty people
2: trashed and looted. A 7 Eleven in Rio Linda, California. Now, Rush fans know the significance of that. Rush would begin a story and then stop and explain. Now, for those of you in Rio Linda, let me explain what that means. And he would he would mockingly and fun. In fun, make fun of Rio Linda. In fact, I sent this to a few of my buddies over at the uh who worked with me over at the Rush Show, and they said, Yep, Rio Linda, California, seven eleven, where you can find the cash register on concrete blocks. Because that's what they used to have, the cars and the anyway. The video is out there. Fifty people and they are rampaging the seven eleven, which means most likely, the very biggest grocery store in Rio Linda, California is now going to be shut down. Don't know what the folks out there are going to do for a meal. Okay, let us head to the telephones. And let's start in Israel with Joel, who's waiting. Joel, you're on WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Joel?
3: Uh, thanks to, uh, the one above. I'm fine, uh, Bo. And I just want to first give my thanks to you and all the staff at WABC, uh, and John Casamitidis for your strong support of Israel at this trying time. And also for calling out, um, you know, just the horrible things we're seeing on the streets. So thank you very much.
1: Um, we are
2: all, we are all appalled and you are, you have to be appalled. You're there. What's going on there, Joel?
3: Well, I can't comment any more than the professional journalists. And everybody wants to, uh, you know, they can see what what's going on. Fox and WABC are doing a great job covering it. I, I just more want to say that some people, besides the prayers, there are certain prayers, you know, psalms and things to say at this time. Uh, psalms for for these times of war, which, as you mentioned earlier, has going on throughout humanity. But we're just all now tied together as a global community. That. That's one. And also just in terms of resources, um, there are a lot of soldiers on the front lines. Um, there are some very worthy organizations that are helping to make sure that they have their, you know, their basic needs. It's very possible this could go into a two front uh, situation, you know, quite soon, possibly this week. Um, there a few hours ago, the Northern, uh, you know, machinery intercepted some missiles from Syria that people can see in the news. And, uh, I, I just, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just mention one organization that I know really gets um, both spiritual and material resources to the front lines. Now, usually, I
2: CMA. usually I don't, but in this case, I will. Go ahead.
3: Thank you. Um, it, it's a strange uh, sound in Hebrew, so I'm going to spell it. Also, it's it's Chabad.org. It's spelled c h a b a d. dot o r g. And um, they have a, uh, a war room set up for this situation, uh, and they will get 90%, um, a, a 90% of those resources. They have very low overhead, gets to the front lines. And uh, so that's it. Thank you, Bo, and thanks to all your listeners.
2: Thank you, Joe. We appreciate your call. WABC Talk Radio 77. Spando Ballet takes us in. Today's the birthday of Martin Kemp. An actor, but he's also a musician with Spando Buck Ballet. Born in 1961. This, of course, their big hit from the 80s. True. On W.A.B.C.
0: Funny how it seems. Always in time, but never
1: in line for dreams. It's
0: the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. On this day in 1939,
2: 1939, the real Eleanor Rigby died. In her sleep, unknown causes, she was 44 years old. Now, originally, this song wasn't written about Eleanor Rigby. The original title on the first draft was Miss Daisy Hawkins. Well, Eleanor Rigby's tombstone was noticed somewhere in the 1980s. I don't know by who. In the graveyard of St. Peter's Parish Church in Liverpool. And it was just a few feet from where McCartney and Lennon first met back in the 50s. They must have seen it. Somebody saw it. We are very pleased, ladies and gentlemen, to have with us an amazing author, Lee Smith. I could go for an hour with just his resume. Lee has written for many publications. Some of you would think on the, that some of these left New York Times, Boston Globe, but Slate, but he's also written for a host of other publications. And uh he has authored some books that are very important reads. In fact, one of the few authors that Rush interviewed and Rush read these books and talked about them The Permanent Coup, the Plot Against the President, these are books concerning what has happened and transpired during the Trump administration. Uh Lee is when I, i'm maybe the word incredible doesn't do you justice Lee but your work is incredible
4: wow bo thank you so much for a super kind introduction that is uh, uh that i'm i'm overwhelmed thank you very much i'm blushing here
2: well thank you because your work now you had a story in tablet in the tablet people can find us at tablet yes. mag tablet as in magazine tabletmag.com In very early October, before this war broke out, you had a story, high-level Iranian spy ring busted in Washington, D.C. This story should have been picked up by every major news outlet in this country. It was not. And rather than me ask you about a bunch of stories and maybe get the wrong take, I'd like you to explain this story and the significance of it. It is
1: chilling
4: well thanks uh thanks for for the setup and thanks for, for for talking about that piece i think it is very important and right now you're talking about current events and uh in the south of israel and gaza and i think it's very very important for for people to understand what's happening there in this context um i'll, I'll start with the idea that the biden administration is hiding uh, Iranian involvement in the planning of this operation that uh, has left uh, hundreds, if not more, Israelis dead. And the reason that the Biden administration is hiding this is because the Biden administration, like the Obama administration, wants to integrate Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran, as a regional partner. And thus we come to the story. The story is this: is that in February, uh, or, or in February of 2021, a woman who participated, who was a, a in an Iranian spy ring that was set up in 2014 to originally sell the nuclear deal with Iran, she was inserted into, uh, she was put joined an Iranian spy ring. That included think tank uh, operatives throughout Western capitals, including Washington D.C. One of these, uh, one of the think tanks, one of the NGOs, was run by first Barack Obama and then Joe Biden's Iran envoy, named Robert Malley. Robert Malley brought this spy, a woman named Ariana Tabatabai. Into the State Department in February 2021. Now she has moved to the Pentagon. Remarkably, Bo, this person is still Still at Pentagon. There, still there. She is is the and, and listen to where she is. She is the chief of staff to the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations. Now, how this person got uh, top secret security clearances it, it is astonishing because just talking to different sources, former intelligence officials, retired intelligence officials, uh, guys who worked with the CIA for a very long time, they said, look, just uh, government contacts with foreigners set off uh, red lights when you're getting security clearances. Contacts with foreign governments, even more red lights. If you have contacts with hostile, with, with hostile foreign government officials, right? That typically precludes you from getting any sort of security clearance. Not only did this woman get a security clearance, but she was inserted into the State Department and then into the Defense Department. So again, that's why, why I think that people need to understand current events in the context of this story. The Biden administration doesn't care that they have a spy in the Pentagon because the Biden administration wants to integrate the Islamic Republic into a partnership with the United States. That's why they're not saying that the Iranians are behind the attack on Israelis that had the hundreds dead.
2: Now let me move from that and folks this is an article that is going to print out to nine pages. It deserves a thorough reading. You can find it at tabletmag.com. tabletmag dot com let's go to your next story why the iran deal matters now i've been talking for weeks Um, and people i keep referring to the pallets of cash that omar dropped that that obama dropped off in the middle of the night private plane flying into iran with pallets of cash Mm. for them you mentioned that in the course of this story as well, and you talk about, and you briefly touched on it, the Iranian deal and what the objective is. And for a long time, I could not understand this, and maybe you can help uh, explain something to me. Why was John Kerry so adamant as Secretary of State, and why was Obama so adamant in making sure that the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world, which is Iran, had billions of dollars to operate with. So much so that they flew money in in the dead of night when they thought nobody would be watching.
4: They wanted to signal that the Islamic Republic was becoming a US ally. That's why they've downgraded relations with Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about Obama here. That's why he downgraded relations with Saudi. That's why he downgraded relations with Israel. And this is the reason why when Donald Trump became president, his first trip, uh, his first official trip as commander in chief, was to Saudi Arabia. On that same trip, he also went to Israel. So Donald Trump's purpose was to restore the traditional U.S. alliance system that Obama undid. Now, Joe Biden, of course, has returned it to Obama's uh, Obama's order of the Middle East, which is to prioritize relations with Iran. Bo, you 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 put your finger did they want to give this regime uh the world's leading state sponsor of terror not only the billions of dollars but why did they want to legalize its nuclear weapons program because it considers it a friendly regime you don't make available uh hundreds of billions of dollars to an ad, to a re- regime that you perceive as adversarial they saw the iranians as their new best friend that's why they did it now i'm t- Hundreds of billions of dollars because we're going back to the Obama administration and the sanctions relief. I'm sure your listeners have been following and they know that in the last month alone, the Biden administration has made $16 billion available to Iran. Right. 10 to uh, 16 billion, 10 billion uh, available uh, from Iraq and another six from South Korea. Right. Again, what does this signal? It signals that it considers the Iranians friends. Again, this is one of the reasons, the main reason why they're hiding Iranian involvement in the attacks in Israel. It's embarrassing, of course, to them. Because that, 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 they don't want to be called out for it. But this is the fact the Biden administration, like Obama before it, wants to partner with this bloodthirsty, vicious, anti American uh, regime that embodies anti Semitism.
2: Now, Obama today released a statement that's just, oh, 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 we support Israel, it, blah, blah, blah. But the actions don't say that. Right. The actions speak to right. what the, the where the money flows. You follow the money, and you also follow. Look, Lee. At the time, I remember. I, I remember it was you, and there were a lot of people that were writing about this and commenting about this. And everyone kept saying this does not stop Iran's nuclear ambitions. This actually codifies. Uh, yes. Iran's nuclear, it makes sure that Iran will be a nuclear power. What exactly. is what is the benefit of this to, to the thinking of the Obama and now the Biden administration?
4: How do they see one, this working one. out for good in any scenario?
2: Well,
4: one of the things I think it's important, I think we have more... Uh, we have more context for this now, right? Because people have been asking me this question for, for a decade. Rightly so, because it seems so strange. Why does the president of the United States want to make sure that a regime like Iran has a, ha, ha, has a nuclear weapons program, the most destructive weapon known to mankind? Why? Well, unfortunately, we're seeing the same people tear apart the United States. We might as well ask as we should: Why has the Biden administration opened our southern border? Right. So that between seven to 10 million illegals have crossed our border. We're talking about a very destructive and very pathological regime. and, And I'm sure it's going to sound strange to a lot of your listeners. But it's very important, again, to see this in a larger framework right now, the people who are running the government of the United States, what they are doing. And that's how we need to understand the Iran deal. The support for Iran, the billions of dollars that the United, or the Obama, now the Biden administration, has made available to the Iranians. Tragically, our great country is being led by a very sick cadre of human
1: beings.
2: Lee, I'm going to have to leave it there for the day. I'm right now inviting you back as soon as Uh, we can arrange it. This deserves much more discussion. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Yep, TabletMag.com, folks. Check out Lee's work. It is important. Proco Harum. You know this song, Whiter Shade of Pale. Birthday Today. Alan Cartwright, the basis for Proco Harum on WABC. Time for Lou Dobbs and then time for your calls.
0: This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: From the Dreams of the Blue Turtles album, Sting, this was the first single off that album. On this day, 2007, Sting topped the list of the worst lyricist ever. Why on this list was he cited as one of the worst lyricists ever? Well, he had dropped the names of a Russian novelist in the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me. This song, If You Love Someone, Set Them Free, is a quote from a Volvo bumper sticker. They say Sting has co-opted the work of Chaucer, St Augustine and Shakespeare. He cites them. And for that he earned the title as one of the worst lyricists ever. Stop the music. These people are idiots.
0: They're jealous. <laughs> Sting, oh, they're jealous.
2: Sting is one of the most incredible lyricists that the music business has ever had. And the reason he's able To cite people like St. Augustine, Shakespeare, is because he was an English literature teacher. He actually reads, he actually understands literature. Idiots. And he can quote a Volvo damn. You couldn't quote a Volvo sticker Those of you pissed off at Sting You couldn't quote a bumper sticker And turn it into a multi-million dollar song He could
1: Don't
2: listen to those haters, though. Haters Listen to his lyrics Talks about in a gilded cage, and this man is brilliant. Now, I am not, I know he's a lefty. I know, I remember all the rainforest stuff and all that stuff would sting. I don't care whether he's a lefty, the guy's brilliant as a lyricist. He's brilliant,
4: and a great basis, too.
2: Oh, hell yeah!
0: All right. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo presents Rapid Phones.
2: Sandra from New Jersey, you are up first. Before we up, oh, Sandra, just wait one second. I want to do this now while I have your attention. 77 WABC listeners, please join all of us here on October 20th. 77 WABC Rams D Mazda Back the Blue with special programming all day. To all police officers everywhere, WABC, our family at WABC thanks you for your honor, your dedication as you protect and serve. You can download the 77 WABC app, listen all day. October 20th, WABC backs the blue. Sandra, you're up.
1: Thank you. I hope I can say two things. One, I wanted to say that in 2020, Barack
4: Obama whispered very quietly to his colleague, Democrat colleague, saying, don't underestimate ability to F things up. Now, (laughs) he's everything I think about, he did that to, the border, crimes, economy, education, Afghanistan, and now Israel. So, you know, I just uh, feel that uh, this man is a demise. And and my friend feels... Thank you.
2: Sandra, we're going to leave it there. I'm going to grab some others. Time is quickly running out. Greg in Vernon, New Jersey. Please make it brief. You're up next.
0: All right, but We're in a spiritual war. What the motivation that you need to do the things that these people are doing comes from a place that most of us don't even have access to. Most people don't even understand that it's evil. If that's exactly what it is. Somewhere along the way, the spiritual light got turned out.
2: Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that, Greg. Paul, in Minnesota, you are up next. Quickly.
1: Hey, uh, I, yeah, I don't
3: remember this, but AOC was at some sort of function. It was a congressional hearing or something. Uh, and she was complaining about those cages down on the border that they were putting children in. You know. These- yep.
2: yep, yep, yep. She blamed that on Trump. And now you see all the cages that these Israeli kids are in, not a peep. Thank you. And, and by the way, it wasn't Trump, Biden. That will, that's a whole nother story, but we gotta go. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones in this trying time. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we do it again tomorrow at 4 p.m., Boston Early's rush hour. Bye.